Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi, everyone. It's Claire O'Shea here, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. In this episode, I got the pleasure of interviewing the wonderful Melissa Klassen of Acrobatique. Melissa has extensive experience creating new acro dance programs from the ground up for dance studios around the world and has helped studio owners and instructors from Canada, the US, Mexico, China, Indonesia, the Bahamas, the UK, and Australia. With her own business, Acrobatique, she has provided dance educators who teach preschool to advanced level material how to fully understand how to teach and spot acro dance properly. Acrobatique students have an immense advantage due to their specific strength and flexibility training, helping them become better dancers and avoid many common dance injuries. So before we start the amazing interview, just a little bit more about Melissa. So for over 20 years, Melissa has been mentored under several of the industry's top players to build her career as an expert in acro dance, safe spotting practices, injury prevention, gymnastics, adjudication, and instructor mentorship. Several studios she's consulted and developed programs for have had students go on to have exciting and fulfilling professional careers. Before creating her business, Acrobatique, Melissa served as a director of acro dance at Canada's most prestigious performing arts school, the Young Canadians in Calgary, Alberta, where she created and facilitated the acro dance program and mentored young professionals for over 10 years. In addition to facilitating the worldwide acrobatic syllabus, which Melissa created, she's also currently the director for the Department of Acro Dance at the renowned athletic sports school, Tanbridge Academy in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Melissa is certified with the Canadian ADAPT Jazz and Tap Syllabus, is Level 3 certified with the NCCP Gymnastics Division, Level 2 NCCP Judging and Adjudicating Certification, Tumbling and Trampoline Level 2 and is an advisory board member of the YPAD Youth Protection Advocates in Dance and also has a diploma in Sport Management with Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta. With an eye for precision, sharp technical skills and a passion for mentorship and inspiring others, Melissa leads the way in the acro dance industry worldwide. I am so super excited to dive into this episode. There is a heap of practical tips about how to implement and start acro dance in your studio today. So interviewing Melissa was absolutely wonderful and we got to discuss how every studio can benefit from providing acro dance within their curriculum. Let's get started and dive straight into the interview. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So I have read your bio to our listeners, but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually started off as a competitive gymnast and um, my sister was the dancer in the family and um, we did jazz, but um, I really was a competitive gymnast as a child. I got into dance as a young adult. I took ballet and jazz in when I was um, maybe 20, 21 years old and started tapping when I was pregnant with my daughter. Actually, it was the only thing I could do that did not, I, I could get a workout in without it hurting my back I really got into tap and um which is interesting because my daughter loves tap now um so I don't know if there's a connection there or not but anyways yeah I had I had a late start getting into it getting into dance and um 
I actually was working at the beginning of my career. I sort of cut my teeth. Um, I have this amazing opportunity to work with this performing arts group in, I, I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And um, it was a high level performing arts group. And these kids audition to get in every year. And um, my boss at the time, his name is Brian Foley. And for your um, Canadian listeners, and maybe some of your North American listeners, they would know him as sort of the godfather of dance in Canada. And he was my boss at um, this performing arts school called uh, the Young Canadians through the Calgary Stampede. And so I was the gymnastics coach there, but he wanted to bring Acro over. And, you know, it was Acro's been around forever, but it was sort of new to us in, in Western Canada. And basically, he could take either, he said, I could take one of my dancers and teach her how to teach spot, uh, teach tricks and spot tricks, or he could take his gymnast and teach her how to dance. And I was the lucky one who got that huge opportunity. So he really took me under his wing and, and hooked me up with the best of the best in the industry. And I really was mentored 101 as I crossed over from gymnastics coach to true acro dance teacher. And all the while taking as many classes as I could. So I had this incredible opportunity and I had this, I had the benefit of having a strong technical foundation of how to teach and spot tricks and this first class opportunity to transition into true acro dance from some of the best in the business. So in Western Canada, everyone wanted acro, but I was really the only one who knew how to teach it. And I was working at four different studios in my area and working a ton. And then I started my family and I thought, you know what? I do not have time to do all of this. Why don't I just teach you guys how to teach it for yourselves so that I don't have to work everywhere? And that's how the syllabus was born. And that was about 13 years ago. Amazing. What a what a, an exciting opportunity. But that sounds like I think some of the best opportunities we have in life are those really organic ones that you just sort of yeah. follow a path and then it kind of unfolds. Like I'm sure obviously there was a lot of hard work involved, but oh, yes. you know, open open to opportunities and then they keep kind of coming up for you which is fabulous yeah yeah i'm very very lucky to have had that opportunity but i mean i was in classroom mode every single day for about it took me about three four years to truly cross over and mm -hmm. i mean i took full advantage of that opportunity yeah yeah well that that is amazing and like you said at the time when you you know were first kind of teaching it there was a heap of people who were really wanting to introduce acro dance into their studios. But do you, do you see sort of dance studios that don't want to include it? And you, are you, do you see sort of patterns as to why they're unsure about introducing it at their studios? Yes. Well, you know, I think that a lot of studios don't offer acro yet because they just don't really understand it. You know, it's, it's intimidating. It can be really intimidating to jump mm. into completely a new genre of dance, especially if they've never taken it as a student mm -hmm. and taught it before. So, it, you know, it, it can be very nerve wracking, the thought of spotting students or, you know, maybe they're worried that they're not going to be able to do it right and they're going to create um, the wrong technique in their students. Mm. Well, it can be really intimidating or maybe they just are not able to see the value in 
the extra revenue that it's going to bring into the studio or how much, just how much it's going to help their dancers with their overall technique. So it really does cross over into the other genres, but it's hard to know that when you are not seeing that firsthand or you didn't grow up doing that. But yeah, I can tell you like, I, I, it just never ceases to amaze me when I see studio owners actually take the plunge and be brave and offer Accra at their studio and just seeing the growth that they have. Like you just really need the right system, the right system in place. And my clients, I just see them take off with it. It's really, really great to see. And just to hold their hand and know that this is doable. You just need the right help. Mm. So it can be intimidating for sure. And I think um, I can relate to that a hundred percent because I decided that I wanted to introduce acro and I was like, awesome. And I got an acro teacher who was wonderful, but then she needed to move on. And I was like, I'd started this big program and could not find the right person to take it. So I was like, well, I guess I've got to train myself. And at first I was like, Oh my God. Like, I think your fear is you don't want to hurt the students. Um, you don't want to yeah, teach it in the wrong way so that they injure themselves. And I, once I started acrobatic and started learning, you know, the correct ways to do everything. And I practice, it's one of my favorite styles to teach now, but like as a child, I did not do any acrobatics and like I barely could do a cartwheel. So, you know, I'm not an acrobat at all, but I say to the kids, you know, I know how to teach you the skills so that you can become you know, the acrobat that, you know, you can be. So, and people, I think people do worry that the kids like expect them to demonstrate, but like, I've literally only been asked once in class. Can you show me what that looks like? Like I've literally probably been asked once or twice. Yeah. So yeah, it can be intimidating, but I definitely think if you put, like you said, if you put the right things in place, it's something that everyone can learn. Absolutely. And, and probably really good that you were in the position where you did need to be the one to learn how to do it because now you know what to look for, you know, what's right mm. and what isn't, and you're able to mentor the teachers that you have to come in to help yep. you now. And that's something that I would really recommend um, other studio owners as well, even though I think it's fantastic to bring other teachers along. And I mentioned to you before we started this call that uh, I'm taking some of my younger teachers to do the formal training this year, but I still think it's really fantastic that I have those qualifications and that training so that, you know, when I'm, you know, training assistants in the classroom and things that I am teaching them the right techniques and then they can get their formal qualifications later on and then grow the ACRO program and, you know, make it more viable money-wise as well. Right. Well, and, you know, so many people say that to me, that they, they were intimidated and then now it's their favorite genre. And I just mm. love that because yeah. ACRO is really fun. It's fun. It keeps you fit. It's very active. And, um, you know, how cool that you have the opportunity to do that and really be able to teach it and teach it properly and, and have fun with it. Yeah. It, and it is really fun. And it does, like, like you said, when you learn properly and all the trainings, and I know there's probably, there's other 
syllabus and stuff out there, but I just know from experience from your trainings that it's so in depth, like that you don't leave the day without knowing how to spot a particular trick. So I think if anyone can, you know, if they're unsure of them in thinking about it, I would really, really encourage it. But like you said, you mentioned a little bit about some of the benefits it can have for, you know, studios in general, but why do you feel every studio can benefit or what other benefits do you see from acro dance classes or programs in studios? Mm. Yeah, you know what? It really crosses over into the other forms of dance. So just the amount of stretch and strength and foundationary training that we do in acro, it makes a big difference. And so you can tell the studios that have been incorporating acro and really are focusing on that strong foundation, you can tell the difference between the kids that do acro and the ones that don't. It mm. makes for such stronger dancers and they're so confident too because they have such great control of their bodies, but then they can also do some tricks and stuff too. And that really helps improve their confidence. And, um, you know, you really we all know you need to have some level of acrobatic trick to be able to get professional gigs, professional jobs now. And it just is one more thing that you can give to them that's going to increase their um, employability and their confidence, but also bonus translates so well into the other forms, into the other genres. Yeah. And I, I tenfold agree with what you're talking about in relation to um, stretch and strengthening, essentially, like I can see, in my other classes, my students who do acrobatics, in my jazz and my ballet, that it does translate so well. And you can really see they have, you know, a lot more muscle control and they're able to, um, I don't know, they just got a different way of holding their bodies. And it's, it is, I can see the benefits. And like you said, it, and not everyone's going to be able to do all of the tricks and no one has to be a, you know, a whiz at it, but it gives, if by having those elements and those trainings at your, studio it does I think broaden their employability options in the future as well that's right and I mean I always tell my clients it's not an acro studio it's a dance studio and mm. true acro dance is meant to support the dance program you know it supports the jazz it supports the lyrical and so with my students and what I teach what I mentor my teachers to do is you know you focus on the foundation the strength the flexibility mm. the tricks are, the tricks are secondary you know yeah. like that's the bonus that's an added bonus so you're your kids aren't going to go, they're not all going to go all the way with acro, but if they can get that great foundation and they can do a few tricks, I mean, that's really going to cross over and you can, there's a lot you can do with a simple cartwheel. There's a lot you can mm. do with a back walkover. When, when a student is first knows how to do it properly, those foundationary tricks can be, you know, creatively used to do anything in choreography. So it's really not about, I mean, yes, it's fun to get the really advanced students, but that's not what it's all about it's about building that foundation that's going to support the dance yeah I 100% agree and I do like we you know I know there's different ways that people set it up within their studios and for example at my studio it is probably one of our biggest programs and I and that's why I'm taking uh, my sort of assistant teachers currently and a couple of my my you know full-time sort of regular class teachers who are interested in acrobatics to get them to start doing their formal qualifications because it is such a growing program. And I introduced it 
five years ago and it has grown every year since. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, but like you said, not everyone's going to be doing, you know, back tucks and all of these things, but just being able to do cartwheels and walkovers and my, my little, even my younger junior students, some of their favorite working class is when we do like a, a progression, like a choreographical thing where they it's they can see how they link the tricks together that's some of their favorite stuff and that just shows me that they understand that it's not gymnastics not that there's anything wrong with gymnastics but you know that that it's acro dance and that's what we reiterate in our classes right right i mean they have to be able to dance in and out of a trick so mm. as soon as they've got that trick add the steps to it because that's the whole point it's acro dance so yeah it's really great that um you know, when, once you get to the point where you have an inventory of tricks where you can start adding steps to it, it that's where it gets really fun. And mm -hmm. then they're in their comfort zone even more because they're dancers first. So yes. they're, they're just able to, you know, blend that cartwheel right in with their across the floor progression. And it's really mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. And I know some people like and I think it would work great as well where like people who you're only allowed to take acrobatics possibly if you do it to another dance class, which is something that people could, you know, put in, but I don't have it at the moment, but, and it's not for my, particularly for my younger students, it's not an issue, but I definitely would see the benefits of making that a requirement as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they progress faster too. But, mm, um, absolutely. It take a while to get to that point. So mm, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we talked a little bit about the benefits of including acro dance in your studio, but do you see any sort of recurring or a biggest mistake you see dance educators make when they're teaching acro or maybe even when they're starting the programs at their studios? Yeah. Well, the biggest mis mistake I see, honestly, is when dance educators try to push ahead with their students too quickly and too young. You really can't gloss over the foundation in acro. The entire future success of your acrobats depends on that strong foundation. And mm. it really, it takes a beginner acrobat two years of technique training to be ready to get into more advanced tricks. So I'm always yeah. telling my students, give me two years, just give me two years. And you know, they feel like they're doing a lot of strength and flexibility and technique work, but they are, but you know, you can make it fun and it's still, you know, very, um, lot of fun, different things you can do, but it really is two years of technique training and a lot of dance educators, they, they either gloss over that, the ones that are making this mistake, or maybe they're feeling the pressure to produce the big tricks right away. If they're, um, you know, uh, new in their um, journey to becoming an acro teacher and maybe the studio owner doesn't totally understand what the needs are for them if they haven't done like what you've done and, and learned it themselves. And so, mm. or maybe they're just feeling the pressure from kid, the kids or the kids' parents. That happens a lot where yeah. they just expect you to pull miracles. You know, why isn't my kid doing an aerial in week four? So <laughs> this is it's a huge mistake because you're going to spend so much more time filling in holes in their technique training down the road. And you just end up fighting with bad technique and fixing things instead of just working from a fresh slate. So yeah. it's actually, it's much faster to spend the time building a strong technical base, base than fighting with holes in technique later. You, you'll get your tricks. If they're going to get the big tricks, it's going to come a lot faster if you just take that time in the beginning. So not pushing ahead too quickly and too too young. Mm. And I, 
Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like I, I was in one of my classes the other day, sort of my sort of middle, sort of pre-teen students, but this particular class is just the way it's worked out. A lot of them are kind of new to acro. So they're actually not as advanced as my younger class, if that makes sense. But yeah. it, because they see it, and I think this is a problem that we have in this day and age that wouldn't have been in previous generations either is that with social media, they see all the tricks so they can see things that they want to do and all of this stuff, which is, it's exciting in a way, but it does add an extra level of, um, you know, something else to deal with. And my kids were like, Oh, cause we're working on acro aerial preparations, like the very first step. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, when are we going to be able to get our aerial? And I said, look, probably not for a while. And there was one particular kid who like can't get a cartwheel on the, the second side. And I'm like, if you can't do a cartwheel doll, you won't be able to get an aerial yet. So let's really work on that first. And it's yeah. just parents and students who want to push, they, they see their friends doing it. So, you know, I understand that they want to do it, but it's just a way, you know, you got to find a way to educate them so that they can see. And so what I did was get one of my older students who has been with me, probably the four years now and she showed them each progression and they could see how clean her like continuous aerial was then and they were like oh this is why we you know do all of the steps and it just sort of you know I was luckily lucky enough to have that um but even there's great sort of you know you guys even have great videos and resources so you can use that to show students as well but it is tricky it is tricky it is tricky yeah social media just like you say it adds another level of uh challenge to it and so you know what i do with my students with aerials is once they start working on an open cartwheel i say all right we're working on aerials so we're gonna be doing (laughs) you know they're gonna be it takes a couple years to get it but we're working within the family of aerial. So mm. we are working towards an aerial. And yeah. so that helps. And, you know, just lovingly manipulating. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. they're, they're getting that foundation, but yeah. it's not feeling so out of reach for them. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but aerial is the one thing that they all want to do. I don't know why everyone decided that was the thing because yeah. there's a lot of other tricks that I find much more like appealing to look at and much more like usable, but yeah, it just seems to be the thing. And I understand, you know, and so I try and give them little wins in other areas as well. So they feel like they are working towards that, which is, you know, something that I've started doing, but yeah, it yeah. is, it is, it's tricky and social media definitely does add an extra element, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, sure. So we did, and we did talk to you a little bit before about, you know, getting teachers into training for being an acro dance teacher, but how do you think and what do you think is the best way to eliminate that intimidation factor for both dancers in the classroom and teachers when it comes to participating and teaching in acro? Mm, yeah, well, you know what, the best way to eliminate the intimidation factor is just taking it slow, slow mm. and steady, both for the teacher and for the students, there is really no rush. So you and your students will feel really successful and safe taking it slow and just mastering the basics, because as long as they're progressing, and as long as you're progressing, you're going to feel successful. And you're not going to feel like you're um, rushing through and unsafe. So you know, they're just going to be just as excited to get their handstands with proper technique as they will when the time comes when they get their side aerial. So Mm. 
just slow and steady and just checking off those goals as they come and cel celebrating the small, the, the beginner tricks, everything. You know, I have one of my students, I've got students of all abilities and ages, and I have this one little student, bless her heart, she's been working on backward rolls for two years, and um, you know, she's a little round, and so that adds an extra element to it, and she's been working so hard. She got, I'm not kidding, she got her backward roll like yesterday or the day before, and that was such a big win for her. We were so excited. Yeah. You know, she's been doing acro for two years and mm. it's just she's not going to be a professional acrobat um but she works hard and she loves it and we enjoy i enjoy her as a student she enjoys my classes and she got that backward roll and it was a big deal so mm. just taking it slow and steady and um not pushing too hard or too fast because like we said you know they're not all going to be professional acrobats but it still has to be fun and they still yeah. have to be learning to work towards a goal and so just take it really slow and steady. Yeah, I think that's very, very wise advice and you have so much experience. So it is definitely something that I would agree with. And that's sort of what I did. I started with those younger students first. And then when I got my confidence up, I moved myself to the next level. And then the more practice that you can get with kids in the classroom, it is so much easier. And I do uh, also encourage if people do it, like opt to take a course or, you know, get more training try and start implementing it straight away like keep your practice going because I feel like if you just learn it and then don't practice you kind of not well you do not forget but you just you're, you're not you don't get those spotting sort of techniques they're not second nature so yeah. as, as soon as you can start practicing that um, and then for the students as well I find that they are always so excited kids genuinely have such a trust in us as educators. So that's why I think it's such a privilege to, like you said, take it slow, ensure they're safe and then progress them, you know, at the right time. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's meant to be fun. And mm. so just celebrating every little win. And like you say, taking the time for yourself too, you really do need to practice, you know, it's not enough to just um, learn a few, like how to teach and spot acro you have to practice it you have to be hands-on with it and and you know at first it's it feels a little intimidating but after you get going with it it gets a lot easier and oh, yeah. you know even after even after one year you're gonna feel so much better after two years you've really got it so but you just gotta keep practicing absolutely i think even you know just yeah a year you you won't even be able to remember a time where you couldn't spot like a cartwheel or a walkover or something it'll just it'll be so like oh this is second nature so again if anyone is considering it i would highly encourage them to get that training because it is such a fantastic um asset to the studio and the students like technically but also it's a great way it's a revenue booster as well so Excellent. it is it's such a popular class and if you can offer it, I think it's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. So we did touch a little bit and I did mention your wonderful business Acrobat Tea, but can you tell us a little bit more about that and the services that you, you guys provide? 
Yeah. Well, Acrobatique is a student syllabus and a teacher's training program. So we offer teacher's training in two different ways. So we have our live teacher certification courses. So where we've got three different courses and those three courses are give you all of your student material from preschool all the way through to professional acrobat. So it really covers every every level and we have, there's a whole homeschool component to that too so once you're done the course then we have you working from a practical workbook and really implementing what you've learned at the course and we have a whole support system for that so we support you every step of the way that is sort of the Cadillac way to get your education but we also have online training opportunities too so we do have some teachers that they're not quite sure or you know the studio's not sure if they want to fully commit to acro yet and they kind of just want to dip their toe in the water and um, see if it's right for them and so we have a course called the acrobatic 101 program and so it's really teaching you the beginner shapes and foundation of acro and it's completely an online teacher's course and also a built-in 12-week student curriculum and it's perfectly safe to learn it online and implemented in the classroom because it's really just shapes and beginner items and so that's a great way for you to a get your teachers learning some beginner acro to teach the students and be just giving you a first session for your mm. students to reach interest and see if it's going to actually fly with your with your clients your customers and um it's also a really great intake strategy for your studio as sort of a first point of entry for kids that come and say i want to try acro and you put them through that 12 week curriculum the 101 program and then they're ready for the syllabus so and at that point then you're going to want to come to a live teacher's course. So if you want more information on any of those programs, you can check it out on acromastermind.com. We also offer um, the same opportunity, like a online teacher's training course and student curriculum for the preschool levels as well. Mm, so yeah. eight months old, parent assisted, 18, two years old, all the way up to four or five years old. So that's a completely online plug and play system as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I would highly encourage everybody to check that out. Like I said, I've implemented it in my studio and have multiple teachers now taking the trainings and doing the at-home study guides, like you said. And I think it is, well, without the program, I think my revenue at my studio would be a lot smaller and my student numbers would be a lot smaller. So it's a fantastic way to grow your business and really improve that technique. So yeah, I highly encourage everybody to check that out. Yeah, thank you. So I'm sure you might be aware, if you're not, I'm a little bit obsessed with like tech tools and apps and things like that. So do you have a favorite business tech tool or app that you're using at the moment? Well, I have a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm excited. Focus on one, but I've got so many because we are, um, we are, uh, worldwide companies so we use all kinds of stuff but i'd mm. say my favorite tech tool is zoom actually we're on zoom right now and yeah i love it it keeps all of my faculty well connected and so we we have faculty around the world and it works really well for us and we also use it regularly for doing online acrobatic student exams and so that Ooh. works really well and it's a great opportunity for um our studios that just don't quite have enough students for a full exam day we do zoom mm -hmm. exams so i'm loving oh. that yeah that's yeah. wonderful how exciting isn't technology yeah. wonderful it makes me sound i know 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are a virtual company, so we're all over the place. Awesome. And so I'm sure that with being such a big company and your role being so diverse, you might not have a typical day, but if you do, or maybe even your favorite day, can you walk us over what a typical day is for you? <laughs> well, I guess it, it really depends on the time of year. I'm either um, fully on or fully in mom mode. I mean, either fully traveling or in full mom mode. So right now um, we're in winter mode. And so that is prepare for acrobatic tour time. Mm -hmm. And so a typical day for me right now is... Um, get up in the morning and get the kids ready for school. I've got an 11 year old and an eight year old and they actually go to a sports school and we have a acro dance program there. So I get them ready for school and then we go and I go straight to the studio and I actually teach in the mornings and it's, it's really nice because my kids are, I teach both of my kids at, at their school. So it's kind of special because not only do I get to work in the morning, but I get to teach my kids at school and then um, do that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I'm working in my home office on acrobatic, everything acrobatic. And then after school, it's drive the kids around to all their activities. We've got dance, we've got Taekwondo, we've got um, all kinds of stuff happening. And um, yeah, I, I don't teach in the evenings anymore. I teach in the mornings and Saturday mornings. I teach as well at um, the Performing Arts Group Young Canadians. So uh, that's a typical day for me in my uh, I mean, I really don't have an off season, but if I'm not yeah. traveling, that's a typical day for me. So. Yeah. And you do yeah. travel quite a bit still, don't you, for yeah. courses and stuff? Yeah. So um, during the North American summertime, then, well, July, August, I'm really probably gone 50% of the time. So that's mm. when um, our North American clients are off from teaching and so they do all of their teacher development during that time so it's a lot of teacher certification courses it's a lot of um, conventions things like that and then we do our Australian tour over the September October break and so I come out um, every year for two weeks in September mm -hmm. and so my um, teacher certification tour really goes from July through right up until November, really. And so yeah. we would be in Australia and the UK in September, October, November. So uh, I don't have to do every event, which is great, but um, I'm, I'm traveling a lot during those months. But then the yeah. rest of the year, I'm in mom mode, which is really great. So, and I have my regular students. So I, you know, I have to keep teaching because it keeps me, it keeps me current and I really enjoy my students. So I, I can't ever give that up. So yeah, amazing. Like you said, you know, there's always transitional times, like you don't teach at in the evenings anymore, which is probably really good with a family, but that's amazing that your kids go to such a progressive school. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's worked out really well, so. Fabulous. So you did mention before your website, but could you just remind us one more time if our listeners wanted to read more about Acro Dance or get in touch with you, how would they do that? Yes, well, we've got a couple of websites, but I'll just send you to um, sort of our main hub, which is acromastermind.com. So fabulous, and there is there's some there's a lot of great uh, articles on there that I've also shared with my parents in relation to, you know, 
different sort of milestones that students have and if they have there was one that I shared with my seniors I think at the end of last year about getting sore wrists which really helped them which was awesome and why they get that um, but my last question for you so if a studio owner has now gone okay awesome I want to introduce acro dance in my studio let's get it started what advice do you have for those interested in adding acro dance to their studio kind of right now? What would the first step be in your opinion? I think they need an introductory session. So eight to 12 weeks, um, just to gauge the interest of the studio. So that's a way for you to sort of test the waters, see if they like it, see if you like it. And, um, then you'll know if they're interested and if it's right for you to then invest and commit to a full acro program at your studio. That is very, very smart. Test it first. I love that idea. That's awesome. And yeah. very, very lastly, you said that, that you have a little giveaway for our listeners. I do. Yes. I've got a handy little ebook for your members. It's called Acro Dance at Your Studio. And it goes over step by step where to begin, how Acro will benefit your studio, how to actually incorporate it, and getting set up with a proper system. So um, I'll give you the link and you can put it in the show notes, but it's bit.ly forward slash acro at your studio. Fantastic. So I will, again, I will include that in our blog post and in the show notes on all of the streaming servers that are in the world so we'll make sure that's in your in our show notes but that is so wonderful and thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners today melissa yeah you're welcome no problem well it was really wonderful having you on the show and i look forward to talking to you again soon and i look forward to taking my next level of my acro dance training as well yeah, that's how exciting that you're at that at that stage. So excited to have you for the advanced and thank you so much for having me on today. It was really fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.